0: You know, it was no big red wave last night, despite what many people had anticipated. But there is a path toward change in Congress, as yesterday's results in the U.S. midterms, while many of them are still being figured out. For his part, Justin Trudeau says Canadians will work with whoever ends up in Congress. Canadians can know that we will continue to work constructively and productively with the U.S. government, uh,
1: with the administration, uh, regardless of what happens uh, from one election to the next. Uh, It's important that we stay focused on the things that matter for Canadians, uh, keeping them safe, uh, making sure we're fighting inflation, making sure we're growing the economy in ways that are good for right now, but also uh, for years to come. We've always worked closely with the uh, Americans, and we will continue to.
0: So what are the impacts for Canada from the midterms, if any? Stuart Prest is a political science professor at Quest University and joins us now. Professor, thanks for being with us.
1: Good afternoon. It's my pleasure.
0: Well, uh, when you look at the results from the midterms and where we're still going with those results uh, being figured out, what is foremost on the minds of Canadians looking south in terms of impacts from the midterms?
1: Well, I think we're looking at a, a period of uncertainty in the U.S. where in the short term, it's going to take a little while even to figure out who has won the the election, where we're still counting ballots in some key uh, House races. And uh, we may not know who is actually in control of the Senate until December when there's a, a runoff race seems likely to happen in, in Georgia. So. We're in a period of, of watching and waiting to see who ultimately emerges triumphant, and then even once we, we know that, we have to, to wait and see. Uh, let's say, for instance, the Republicans are, managed to take back the House. Uh, that's going to lead to a certain kind of paralysis near, uh, in, in some respects in, in Washington, or at least tense negotiations over things like the, the budget and the debt ceiling uh, for, for the U.S., and so we really have to wait and, and Washington and, and see whether any kind of political direction emerges out of the country from from this election, or is it just going to be two years of, of political uh, uh, gridlock?
0: We always have some shared responsibilities on both sides of the border, things like uh, the environment, uh, things like trade issues. Uh, the Democrats and the Republicans uh, differ on so many of these things, but uh, is there one that you can actually say is better for Canada when it comes to control of Congress?
1: Uh, it's tough to say. There, there are ways in which the the Democratic Party aligns well with Canadian uh, values or the values of a majority of Canadians. So, so in that sense, I think it, it's pretty clear that a Democratic Party would be one that most Canadians would be more comfortable with. But that it isn't across the board on all issues. The Democratic Party also tends to be quite protectionist when it comes to certain kinds of, of trade issues, and so we may be in a situation where Democrats Democratic Party is going to be uh, politically uh, valuable for Canadians who care about the, uh, the the state of a progressive agenda in the United States and uh, are perhaps concerned with regard to the ways in which elections themselves are being contested in the U.S. But but that may not be good for Canadian pocketbooks when it comes to maintaining a, a trade relations with with the U.S.
0: Right, we're talking with Stuart Press, political science prof at Quest University. You know, one thing I was noticing uh, by the end of last night. Uh, Stewart, is many of the 2020 election deniers didn't actually do all that well in the race for governor. And uh, we also have three governors being elected who are uh, LGBTQ. Uh, we're on a path towards maybe less extremism in some areas in the states. Did that come uh, through as a surprise or did you note that at all?
1: Yeah, I think we saw uh, the emergence of uh, additional uh, new members of, of various electoral bodies from, from a younger generation and uh, from a more diverse backgrounds. And so I think. Uh, underneath the, the sort of uh, stasis or, or uh, paralysis that we do see in the U.S. politics and that polarization between uh, d- Democrats and Republicans, often built around the agenda of, say, Donald Trump responses to that, we do see that the country continues to, to change and, and to, to transform. And, and I don't think that the politics... Of uh, today will will last forever. The country is going to continue to change demographically, and we're going to hear more and more from from those younger voices. And they're not going to be polarized in, in the same way as the, the 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 60, 70, and sometimes even 80 year olds who tend to have the the foremost offices in the country at the moment.
0: One of the things that became clear with the Biden administration uh, was Keystone Pipeline would not be given uh, the green light. That, of course, is a pipeline from uh, the Gulf Coast right up to our country and has an impact on our own economy. Uh, Do you think the midterms uh, have any impact on these major decisions?
1: I don't think so in most cases. I think Keystone was mostly dead, uh, if not all dead, uh, prior to the midterms, and I think it continues to be mostly dead, if not all dead. That is a decision that with without a change in, in the presidency, uh, at the very least, uh, I don't think the, the decision in the U.S. is going to be reversed. And and likewise, the U.S. stance on things like the Nexus program, which c- continues to be an irritant uh, between Canada and the United States, is not fully restored to, to uh, pre-COVID uh, uh stand- that that is going to continue to be uh, uh, something of a sticking point as well, as well as uh, issues regarding uh, buy American provisions and so on. So I think in many of those those uh, bilateral issues, we are going to continue to see that while the relationship is, is complex and, and in many ways quite quite strong, and there are still going to be these flashpoints, and they're not going to be resolved simply because of the results here.
0: Speaking of some of those bilateral um, issues, I guess. One that keeps on coming up, and you have to follow the bouncing ball on this one, is uh, daylight saving time. And we have uh, new governors and uh, new administrations, uh, possibly new directions. Are we any closer, do you think, to getting some sort of agreement on who even is responsible for making the decision to get rid of daylight saving time?
1: Uh, that's that's a good way to put it. Uh, we, we we honestly, it, it's not even one uh, level of government's decision within within the United States. There are ways in which the the federal government uh, controls the the uh, the passage of time effectively in the, in the United States or the regulation of time. But uh, under certain circumstances, the states can can go in their own own direction. But but even when they they seem poised to do so, as, well, as for instance, Washington State uh, voted to. To move to a permanent daylight savings time, they can't actually do that without federal approval. And I think it is going to remain something of a, a muddle until uh, either a, a, a bilateral consensus emerges in Washington. And this is an issue where it is possible that we may see some movement. the The dividing lines uh, those who are in favor of uh, uh, continuing uh, changing the clocks versus those who who want to to end the practice they don't fall along uh, partisan lines. There, there are some businesses that are concerned about the effects of ending the change and, and they may have the ears of some Democrats and some Republicans but others who are favoring a, a, a more uh, a final uh, approach to time uh, likewise have supporters in both parties so so we have to continue to watch what unfolds but, but this may be an area where we actually see some movement simply because it doesn't fall into that kind of polarized divide that we see so much of American politics uh, falling into these days.
0: Well time will tell. That's right. Stuart Prest, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Anytime.